Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. The show contains objectionable language. Listener discretion is advised. What? 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 You want my comments? What? 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 Hmm, your ideas are intriguing to me, and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. to AEW Unhinged Review. I'm your host, Jim Renier, a.k.a. J-Dash, and we're going to break down some topics about AEW Dynamite, the go-home show, before Double or Nothing. That's this Saturday. But first, I want to send out my condolences to the Shad Gaspard's family and friends and the community around him, especially the wrestling community that bonded with them throughout the years. As we know... Sean Gaspard lost his life this week, saving his son from the rip currents off of the California beach. It's saddened and it's heartbreaking, but we have to remember the positives, and you got to remember the great moments of his career, especially with crime time in the WWE. But his last act as a father and as a person on this planet was saving his son, and that's the greatest gift to do. Be braver than yourself. My father told me years ago, you're not a father until you're put in a situation where your life means less than your child because your child is everything. Your child is your next generation of your family. When my father said that years ago, I never really took it as a, oh, yeah, right. But see what Shad Gaspar did this past week, saving his son. That sentiment, that statement that my father told me years ago, stuck true. As you could tell, many WWE superstars, AEW superstars, and the wrestling community itself remember him. As you see tweets and videos of certain athletes working with him or sharing a moment with him. One of the key big ones I saw out there was him and MVP at a bar watching WrestleMania, watching Kofi Kingston win the WWE Championship. That was big. And that tells you that even though he didn't become big time in the WWE or was successful in the WWE, he meant a lot to the people in this industry and the people around him. He was 39 years old. Shot Gaspard. Rest in peace. Segwaying is hard to do. Yeah, it sucks, but sometimes we got to do it. It's the way to get things done. But you came on this video, you clicked on this video to see the unhinged podcast version, the review of AEW Dynamite. The top topics of the day of the AEW Dynamite are presented by PWNNewsroom.com. Your number one source for all things wrestling news, independent circuit, 
WWE AEW ROH at SPWNewsroom.com. So the go-home show of AEW Dynamite happened this week. And congratulations, AEW. That's how you do a go-home show. I wish the other promotion knew exactly how to do a go-home show. They have like six tries every single uh, quarter where they have three or four pay-per-views. Sometimes eight, maybe ten because of NXT. But that's how you do a go-home show. It was exciting. It started off giving you the tease between Moxley and Brody Lee. Then it ended you with the Elite and the Inner Circle. And you got a little bit of salt and pepper in there for the ladder match as well and the ladies' uh, singles matches for the AEW Women's title. So... If I wanted to rate this show, sometimes rating shows are not based on quality of the show itself. It's based on how the show is presented in a way where you can have crappy wrestling matches, but if you're trying to get out of the topic or a point or a story, I think you're trying to do, I may favor certain aspects of it. But what is so different about this one? What is so unique about this AEW Dynamite, which is the go-home show for the pay-per-view, is that it gave you everything that you need for Saturday night. It toyed with your senses. It teased you exactly what go-home shows are supposed to do. They don't go, hey, we'll see you Sunday night with a preview, like the other promotion. This show did exactly that. And one of the most unique things is that we saw maybe the foundation of the greatest heel in the business in MJF as he pretty much did his thing with Marco. We saw Sean Spears knock out another great promo to get a match with Dustin Rhodes at Saturday's Enough Double or Nothing. And we saw the tag team match between the ladies. We got the tease. We got the tease and we got the salt and pepper. We got the ladder match that is for Double or Nothing, and we got the tease of it. We got Orange Cassie and Phoenix. Then you had you know, Kip Sabian come in and bring the ladder in. Then you had the SCU come in. It teased you. That's what you do. That's what you do for pay-per-view, you tease. You do not give the fans, the people who are going to buy your product, the matches the night before or the Wednesday night before, or the Friday night or Monday night before, you want them to spend that money to watch that pay-per-view. You want them to order that network to watch that pay-per-view. You don't give it to them on a network show. But what was this all about? What was the teasing all about about the three big matches that are happening at Double or Nothing? We had... Two legends get in a verbal confrontation and hope to God I do not want to see a match between these two peak guys. I like their their voices. I love their history. I love their careers. But please, I do not want to see a Jake Roberts versus a Arn Anderson match. No, no, no. Please, God, no. But I did like their interactions with Tony Schiavone in the ring. Pumping up that TNT Championship match 
and Jake the Snake Roberts saying that Lance Archer wants to knock out Mike Tyson. What a way to tease this match. They did a perfect job to do this. Yes, having the two legends, the two Hall of Famers, the two highly respected careers of Arn Aronson and Jake Roberts in the ring to promote this match, that's good. You didn't have to put Cody in. You didn't have to have Lance Archer in. Just had these two guys run the show, use their skills, and see what they can do. They made the match Saturday night more important. They didn't need a 40-minute hype video, which you see from the other promotion all the time. Excellent way to do it. Very good way to do it. It made you want to buy into the pay-per-view. But please, I do not want to see a match between these two guys. Let them have like a scuffle outside the ring. That'd be awesome. But please, don't have the match with them. But it builds it. It makes you want to watch that TNT Championship match between Cody and Lance Archer. Honestly, I've been waiting for this match for a couple weeks. I think this should be the main event of Double or Nothing, but it's not. One thing I've known and have heard Tony Khan say in podcasts and interviews, the AEW Championship will always be the main event unless there's a non-sanctioned match like we saw through, uh, like we saw with uh, Kenny Omega and John Moxley at Full Gear, I think it was. Tony Khan did say the championship match, if it's on the line, was, will always be the main event because that is the belt of the company. I love this match. I can't wait for it. Arn Aronson, Jake Roberts sold it. Have a little beef between the two. I know Jake Snake brought Brandy into the conversation as well. Building up to be an epic clash of a great match at Double or Nothing. And that's how you tease a pay-per-view event. Don't get a 40-minute hype video to just put here in place on a random Friday night or a random Monday night to hype up a pay-per-view event. Have these type of things. And it works. And it's going to be awesome. If they execute it well on Saturday night, we may have found a brand and a company that attracts fans who have been pushed aside by G-rated content from other promotions. Another match I want to get into does consist of the AEW Championship. The exalted one, Brody Lee. John Moxley. Two guys that were underused, two guys that are underappreciated in the other promotion are in the top of the business, are at the top of this company's headline pay-per-view. Double or nothing is, in my opinion, the headline pay-per-view for AEW. It was the first, technically the first pay-per-view of the company. So I believe it is the headline pay-per-view. And Double or Nothing has an excellent match, excellent card. And an excellent storyline between Exalted One Brody Lee, the Dark Order, and John Moxley. And Brody Lee taking the championship belt made this more intriguing. Because if it was just Brody Lee and the Dark Order and the Exalt and um, John Moxley and Moxley kept hold, but there was really nothing. There's nothing that you know keep this match entertaining. To like, oh, is John Moxley going to win the win the match Sunday and get his belt back? Or how is it going to work? Or so on and so forth. We see a lot of championship uh, matches throughout uh, wrestling that 
the champion always has his belt, and so on and so forth. We see how the story is built over the last couple of weeks, and John Moxley basically being fighting champion, and pretty much told the Exalted One, you could have just told me I would have gave you the match. That's pretty unique. That was pretty funny like a couple of weeks ago. Out of the three top matches in Double or Nothing, this one's the most, the least one I can wait for. I'm not bashing the build-up to this. Uh, it's, honestly, if it was not for the AEW Championship, this match should not be, it will not be a main event. Of course it won't. Uh, because it's not a championship match. Out of the three, out of the three matches, out of the three matches that are happening double or nothing on Saturday night, this is the one I'm least excited for. But it doesn't mean I don't like it. I'd rather have Moxley and Brody Lee all day, all night, rather than Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. You get my drift? I'm not going to go out there and bash a product and bash a storyline and bash how these guys have built the story arc over the last three weeks and go, it was okay. I'm not hyped about this match. Doesn't mean I'm not looking forward to it. It doesn't mean I'm not excited about it. I want to see this match. And I want to see how these guys perform. I'm just saying that there's other matches on this card that I'm more looking forward to. But for Brody Lee and John Moxley, two guys who are not appreciated for what they really are capable of doing in this business, I love seeing them as the headliners of a pay-per-view for the AEW. It makes me really appreciate AEW and the guys backstage, Khan, Cody, Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, really getting these guys who were underused at the other promotion and using them to lead the way. This match between Moxley and Ten, it was fun. It was entertaining. Moxley took care of business. You would expect that. Pretty much taunted Brody Lee. Brody Lee left and just left 10 to pretty much be sacrificed. It was good. That's how you tease it. Another good tease for this Saturday. But the match that I'm really looking forward to, the match. Crap, you can look on the thumbnail. You can tell. The match that I'm looking forward to is the match that I can't wait. It's because it's in my hometown. It's in a stadium where I go watch my football team lose every single week during football season of TIA Bank Stadium, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is the stadium stampede match. Why am I looking forward to this match? Well, first off, is the buildup of this has been going on just not two weeks, just not three weeks. It's been building up for a couple months because... Remember Blood and Guts that we were supposed to have that unfortunately didn't happen? That was going supposed to be between the Elite and the Inner Circle. Now we get the match that we've been waiting for. Set inside of a stadium. The ring and the 50-yard line. The question was, was it going to be 5-on-2? Was it going to be Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Ortiz, Santana, and Sammy Canvara taking on Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega. There were questions about the other members. Those questions were answered last night when 
the Young Bucks returned to AEW television. But the surprising entrant was Adam Page, one half of the tag team champions returning. And he helped, did his thing, and properly walked away. And I like how they've been toying that storyline for months now, even on BTE, the Young Bucks show, about Adam Page's allegiance to the elite. If someone asked me, is Adam Page going to be to a point where he might, you know, break away and become his own individual single star in the near future? I do believe so. This match is what we needed for Blood and Guts that we didn't get, unfortunately. But we got it. The reason why I'm looking forward to this is because it's been a two-month buildup. Almost three-month buildup. And it's been toyed with you. It's been teased with you. It was almost brought to you. And it was taken away. I think this is the main event match if there wasn't a championship match on the line between the AEW title. Do I think the same state peed match is unique? Yes, it's very unique. Do I think it's excessive? Uh, a little bit. Why you need the whole stadium? If you have aspirations and if you have a big mind and you need to see into the future, I do think that Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, will hopefully one day want to host a stadium event like Mania and have it here in Jacksonville for an AEW event. Just the future. You can see the future. But the match between these guys has been building up for ages. For three months. The destruction of Vanguard 1 to the beatdown of Nick Jackson to the disappearance of of Adam Page and to Sammy Kavara getting headshot by a cough car. It's been a lovely storyline. La Champion, Chris Jericho winning this title then losing this title. The inner circle have been that pain in the ass group in the AEW. Well, they're trying to make them that pain in the ass group of the AEW. They're that lovable group from the AEW. But if you look at this match overall, I can't wait for it. I know this is supposed to be unhinged and I'm supposed to get pissed and I'm supposed to get mad and I'm supposed to yell at people for some stupid reason, like on Twitter. But I can't do that. Because it's a go-home show and I got to appreciate a go-home show when I see a good go-home show. It toyed with your emotion. It teased the final product. That is what a go-home show does. The Stampede match will be unique. Maybe a little over-excessive, but it will be unique and it will be exciting to watch. The AEW Championship match between Brody Lee and John Moxley would be entertaining. But the slugfest that is Cody versus Lance Archer with Mike Tyson in the building will cap it all off. Double or Nothing is AEW's highlight premiere pay-per-view. For a go-home show for your big pay-per-view, this is how you do it. Was it the best? No. But it did exactly what it's supposed to do. Toy with your emotions. Teased you of the excitement and the experience. But left you waiting and questioning the final results. I can go on for hours. I can go on for days. But overall, this Dynamite was good 
and it's the way how you close out a quarter for a pay-per-view event. This Saturday night, Double or Nothing will be live streamed and live reaction by me this Saturday night here on the Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast, which is presented by 503sports.com. Get your official throwback XFL, WFL, USFL, AFL gear. Use promotion code UNHINGED to get 10% off your order. That's 503sports.com. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I bid you adieu. Stay safe, be safe, love your family, be a good father, be a good mother, be a good person. I'm Jim Renier, a.k.a. J-Dash. You've been unhinged. We'll see you Saturday for Double or Nothing.